Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of the Therapeutic Rainbow and I'm very happy to welcome a friend today and his name is Tony Pound and his business incorporates that of health, wealth and happiness, a topic I think we can all like lean on and understand. So Tony, welcome and do you want to explain a bit more about who you are? Thanks Tasha. Yeah, so um, yeah, I guess you're right. My um, belief if you like, is um, around the things that um, help people um, with their anxiety and, and live the life that they want. And that incorporates that health, wealth and happiness. So I'm an independent financial advisor, but I'm also a health and lifestyle coach. Um, worked in those industries for a long time and I've always believed that there's that synergy between them because um, as I've kind of progressed through my careers, I could see that people's anxiety are highest around money um Absolutely. so yeah so people obviously worry about money they worry about having too much or they worry about having not enough um and then also around the health it's that you know it's becoming they want to become healthy or they've got issues so um those two things keep people awake at night um absolutely and i've kind of got to the stage where i've now combined them so i work with people on the health but also for those that it's appropriate will work on their wealth as well. So have you found during lockdown this has increased? Have people been struggling more with their own kind of mental health, worry, money troubles, if they've lost work? And Yeah, it's that, you know, there's this saying at the moment, isn't there, that we're all in uh, the same storm, but in different boats. Absolutely. Um, and it's incredible the wide range. So I have, in terms of we look at the the wealth clients. So I have clients that um, are actually in a really good position because they're able to um, continue to operate their businesses. And whether it's in an area, you know, like health. So health products. You know, people are right at the beginning. They're ordering machines like you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. So if you own a business that has all of these kind of, um, you know, these items, the, the bands, the weights and all of that, then, uh, you know, it's, you've seen what Amazon's done, then you're, you're doing okay. Um, so those clients are, they're, if you like, their costs have come down because they're not going anywhere as much now, but they're, they're still doing pretty good. Then you have those other clients that, yeah, they've lost their job. There's that anxiety about if will will um, will they lose their job? So um, so that's key. Uh, and again, same with the health side of things. You know, there's that huge expectation at the beginning that people were suddenly going to get ripped because they had all this time <laughs> to work on their health. Yeah. Um, so for those people that were at home and didn't maybe furloughed, had a little bit more time. Again, there are the people that did have the time to to get in shape. But if you're got kids, you've got the anxiety of you know, money income, then uh, that wasn't true. And also that if you're seeing other people do all of that, um, that can lead to its own anxiety because you feel like you're not you're not doing what everybody else is doing. You get in your own little bubble, don't you? So absolutely. And I think we know that as runners and on Strava and stuff, you kind of follow people and you're like, oh no they've been out for a run today and I haven't. And that can send you into that kind of turmoil. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Huge. I, it is that, yeah, you, you see it in isolation. So you do see all these people that at a different stage of their life, you know, if their kids 
have grown up. They've got more free time. They're one of their um, ways of solving the anxiety was to get out and run. Yeah. If you are in the midst of that, you've got young children plus trying to balance two jobs and all of those sort of things, then, you know, my own personal experience was my running just went off a cliff for the first lockdown because I just couldn't, couldn't really get the time or uh, the guilt of going out was just huge at that point. Yeah. Um, and again, that comparison, because you see it in isolation, you're just thinking, well, I'm failing because I'm not getting out from a runs. <laughs> yeah. And so what does that do to you? What do you do to kind of pick yourself up, I guess? Um, I think initially you go, you have to roll with it. That's how I found it. Some, you know, some days were better than others. Um, it was, you know, it was tough that first, first lockdown period. But once once we kind of you have to you have to really sit down with your partner and say look this is important i need to get out for runs otherwise this is just not going to be good for anybody yeah um and you kind of establish a time where you can get out for runs and one of the things i i did at that time personally again was i found that i was i was thinking as a seasoned runner if you like you know i'm used to going out for an hour um or training for an hour if I was to work out in the gym I'd be thinking okay well that's about an hour I had to really adjust that and think I'll go out for 20 minutes yeah because the not necessarily the guilt I would find it harder to justify going out for an hour whereas if I said to myself I'm going to go out for 20 minutes you know I can find 20 minutes yeah um and the benefit of doing that was just was huge so almost like reframing your mindset, reframing those targets and but yeah. still achieving a goal at the end of the day. It was, it's, it's crazy. You know, I, when I was only running for 20 minutes, meant actually what I could do is probably run every day. And normally I'm not a big advocate of running every day, but when it was only 20 minutes, so over a course of obviously five days, and suddenly I've bagged myself 10 miles. Well, if I was to go out once or twice in the week, probably wouldn't be doing much more than that but I'd still be getting you know I'm still getting the same effect so yeah and you're a dad you're a dad of two so how has lockdown been so two yeah dad of two got four and a half he's about to turn well just about to turn five in February and then a just another one just about turn three in March so um it's been horrific yeah absolutely (laughs) it's just been it's one of the hardest things I think I've ever had to do. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I guess you always have to give that caveat. I love my kids to bits. Um, but wow, what a challenge that is. It was yeah. just, I guess I was lucky enough that the eldest isn't really on a strict homeschooling situation, yeah. but wants to be entertained all the time. Yeah. The youngest is obviously, um, you know, you're basically pulling her out of cupboards uh, a lot of the time. So it's very, it was all very physical. Um, whereas I'm guessing if the kids are older, as a lot of my friends are, then it's more, um, it's more mental, I guess, because yeah. now you're into, obviously they'll be impacted mentally more about, uh, they'll have their own anxieties about school and things like that. But um, yeah, it's been a, been a big challenge there have been times it's been brilliant don't get me wrong yeah. getting to spend this all this time together 
and other times I just want to put my head in a pillow and scream. <laughs> and do you find that more as a dad admitting that harder or do you find that that's okay? How do you mean? As in, I guess the dads sometimes struggle to say, I've struggled with that today. And I think mums often chat about it. And I think sometimes we don't give dads enough credit to be open about that and to talk about that. And Yeah, it is, um, I think it's one of those you... Yeah, you feel like you should be able to deal with it, to be honest. You, you, there is that. It's like anything in life, people think there's a certain amount you think, well, I should be able to deal with that. Yeah. Um, I guess for myself personally, one of the things, I'm an older dad. So um, a lot of my friends, their kids are older yeah. and in that more independent stage or even often gone to university. So I guess when it becomes challenging for me, I'm very conscious of the fact that my kids are still very young. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so I, I, I don't tend to have a huge conversation with my existing you know, best friends about young kids. Yeah. Because their kids are older. When I was running and running as a group, one of the best things I was doing was I was asking people as my, in the running groups about the situations that I was going through. And so you didn't feel that isolation. People have, you know, everybody's got their stories, haven't they? Absolutely. Um, and I guess with lockdown, one of the things I found was actually you feel really isolated anyway, but your situation is your situation. Unless you've got people to share it with and talk about it, you suddenly think, well, you know, my kids are going off the rails and we're not doing that, we're doing this. And um, you forget the normality of, of life, really. Yeah, and I think that's the kind of premise behind everything I'm trying to do is kind of just showing people what happens behind those closed doors is probably the same for everybody and that kind of Instagram versus reality of life and just going, yeah, no, we've had a shit day today <laughs> and that's okay. No one got dressed till lunchtime and that's okay. And I guess you must see that all the time with the clients you're working with. It's, if money struggles, yeah. do you admit it and that kind of stuff? is um again this is where that synergy is exactly like that um you need to know that you're you know everybody is going through the same thing yeah in fact because you just you feel better if you know somebody else is having the same problems <clears throat> and it's the same with um like you say when you the trouble with social media as much of the good stuff is it's obviously well publicized about the fact that there's this whole comparison issue going yeah. on um and depending on who your influences are on there, depends on how filtered that real world is. Yeah. Because uh, they're only going to show you the things that suit their kind of persona, really. Um, and that's the same with that health and the wealth side of things. Again, when you're the health side, you're looking at people that are, I don't know, showing you beach bodies and, and things like that, you know, and we know that's unrealistic. But that thief of joy is the comparison side of things. Um, and the same with wealth. You know, if you see other people that are they're, they're buying all these things during lockdown and you know, it can make that anxiety even more. Um, and all of those things, you need to be able to share that with people. So if you've yeah. got people you can have the conversations about, um, they don't have to come up with a solution. They just you just want to talk it through somebody that. It's all, it just lowers those that, that anxiety. Um, and all of those things is then taking some action, isn't it? It's, it's, it's putting something in place that you can 
um, use to reduce that anxiety and whether it's recording the amount of times that you go out for a run yeah so that you know the perception the reality is different because sometimes you think well i haven't been out for weeks now running but if you were to look at your training log actually you've been out three days in the week so it's not as bad as you think it is same as the wealth thing a lot of people stick their head in the sand um, and one of the biggest elements of when I sit with somebody is to, when you go through your income and outgoings, the reality may not be as bad as the perception. Okay. Yeah. If you take control, so you can control what your income is, you control what your outgoings are, you can start to reduce some of the anxiety around it. So again, it's thinking about setting yourself those targets and putting it out there and kind of saying, yeah, I need to go out and then just reframing it again, or I need to look at my money and think, what am I doing? And yeah, absolutely. It's that it's the control, the controllables, really. If it is that you don't have the time to go out doing the running as long as you used to, um, but you can control the fact that you can go out a couple of times a week, but just for shorter periods. Great. Um, if you're you know, a bit more in control of your money, then you can adjust um, some elements to it uh, and be and just feel like you're in control. Because um, if you feel in control of things, then there is a little bit more, you know, the anxiety can reduce. Um, but if you stick your head in the sand and you don't look at things, then your mind will just run away with it, won't you? You'll be, you'll be thinking all the worst things. So have you got kind of any top tips in terms of the money side that you kind of say to all your clients? let's look at this first or let's think about this bit to reduce the anxiety or yeah i um the one of the things i always get people to do is go through their income and outgoings because that's that's telling you where you are now um and without knowing that you can't really start to plan for things so you know income can be reasonably straightforward because we know what we're getting in um outgoings is what people can tend to lose control of you know, you'll add a direct debit here, uh, some uh, subscription there, and it can, can get forgotten. Um, so it's often, I'm amazed at how often it happens when somebody will sit, go through their direct debits and pick out things that they didn't even know they were still paying for. Yeah. Um, and then from that, you can make a decision. So if your income has been affected, then by adjusting, if you can do adjusting your outgoings, then it may well be that you can, you know, whether maybe the, a short-term um, hiccup, if you like. Um, but again, it's, it's just been having that in your mind, knowing that what it, the situation is yeah. and making decisions based on that and not decisions based on what you think it is. Yeah, so again, I guess it's all about that kind of, as you said, controlling what you can control and kind of reducing your anxiety that way yeah. and have you noticed your client base has maybe changed during lockdown or um not necessarily changed i think one some people have got a bit more time on their hands so now they're aware of the need to review their situation so um that prompt them to have a look others you, know, you can imagine if you were just about to retire and this has happened yeah. this has had a big impact so people are taking another look um other things i've quite i've noticed is that people um have also changed what the how they're looking at things so 
you know, we're probably guilty of getting to a stage where there's a lot of all about stuff, yeah. you know, building stuff, having stuff, buying stuff. It's like, but some people realize that actually that's what not, it's not what's important. And they are readjusting their plans accordingly because now they're thinking, actually, we don't need all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Therefore, my retirement doesn't need to look like that anymore. In fact, I wouldn't want it to look like that. And some are looking at it and thinking, actually, I could, based on that, I could probably afford to retire now or adjust what their their plan, long-term plan is. So people are looking at in lots yeah. of different ways. And I think that's the same with parenting. You're realising that actually, I know for me, that the girls yeah. don't need to go out and do 20 activities or whatever it might is, or go to soft play as much as they used to, or those things that I used to take them to thinking they needed it and actually there's just as much pleasure by staying at home and playing a silly game or we did many a cardboard adventure during the first lockdown and I guess that feeds into that as well yeah absolutely I think so I think um you can get caught up can't you thinking okay well this is what everybody else is doing birthdays and things like that because it's all very it's in your face now if you want to find it it's all there yeah you know piles of presents at christmas all of that is there um but the reality is yeah they they don't need all of that sort of stuff and it's just your own um you know depending on what your uh childhood was like that's going to influence your thoughts around wealth yeah um and if you're then thinking okay well i'm buying all this stuff because i didn't have it as a kid then you know that can take a bit of yeah that can take some working out that's when you get to work on yourself whether you need help speaking to a professional about what your beliefs and things are around money all has an impact on that um absolutely yeah adds that stress level when you're just thinking this is what i need to do and i guess it all ties into that as we said parent guilt and actually what our kids do need is us to be there and us to be present with them and actually you don't need any money to be present you just need to be happy with just being and you don't need to be you need to be healthy so I guess and you need to be happy and it is amazing you know I I say I come to parenting quite late um and now I'm going through it it almost kind of kind of change the way that you think about your relationship with your own parents because suddenly you can think, oh, okay, well, that's why that happened. You know, that's what they were going through or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, you do. You just, you have to look at it in a completely different way. Um, and it is, a, there's a lot of guilt in parenting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just, you know, you're always thinking, am I, it's crazy. You're thinking, am I doing the right things now in the present? And then you're almost thinking, okay, well, how's this going to impact them in the future? Something that's not even happened yet. Um, yeah, you just, you know, and I and I get that. It's and as I get older, yeah, I dread to think some of the stuff that I'm going to be worrying about and feeling guilty about in the future. Yeah, but I guess it all does still tie into that kind of tagline of their health and wealth and the happiness. Really, it's just you're planning, as I said, for the present. You want to be healthy and have enough money to be with them at the time and to give them what they need. But I guess you're also planning for the future and what they might need. And I guess yeah, that's it's it. taking away, as you said, I think that controlling what you can control in the here and now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. You, you want to be around for them as long as you can be. 
So therefore, I need, I know, me personally, health is a big issue because I want to be as healthy as I can do because I'm going to be a bit older when my kids get to, you know, adulthood, if you like. Yeah. Um, as you say, wealth, I want to make sure that if anything was to happen to me, my kids are looked after financially. Um, once those things are in, if I take care of those two things, then I know that I haven't got to worry about that side of things. And, you know, there's plenty of else we can worry about. <laughs> But you take control of that as well. Um, it's just removing some of the anxiety, and then um, and hopefully being a bit more, a bit happier because you haven't got that anxiety. You know, there, you, there's good days and bad days, aren't they? But and as you say, they're the two main things that most people kind of worry about and cause those anxieties is money yeah, and the health. Yeah, there's um, Gallup did a poll, and I think it did it about 150 countries. And there was five elements that they said, okay, if you can, if you get on top of these five elements, then you, you know, people will be a lot happier. And it is, there was the health side of things. There's the wealth side of things. Then there's like things like relationships, yeah, your career. Um, what's that four? What was the fifth one? I can't quite remember the fifth one now, but so those elements, if you can try and get on top of those, then yeah. that would lead to that. Yeah. That happier yeah, life. Yeah. really. Absolutely. So I guess that brings us to kind of thinking about if you're rainbow, you've got your rainbow, what's your top tip? What to be at your end of your rainbow in your pot of gold? Um, I guess it is that, you know, there's two things I think is that, is that control the controllables. Yeah. Be, and really I'm like guilty that, of this, yeah. like anybody else, I can start spiraling and thinking about all sorts of different things um, about what's going on at the moment, but there's, there's stuff I can't control. So if I can look after what I can control, then, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, and then one of the other tips, again, having older or friends that um, their kids are older is don't sweat the small stuff. Absolutely. You know, we're, yeah, we're going through this whole home learning situation and the stuff that we're probably worrying about is is not going to be anything in the future. So it's just trying to not sweat that small stuff. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us kind of both the dad's perspective and that kind of different way of thinking of things that we thought um, about before. So thanks very Thank much. You. Just to let you know as listeners that next week we'll be speaking to Marcella Whittingdale and she's got a real interest in mental health, both personally and professionally from working in broadcasting. So we look forward to speaking to her and thank you very much for listening today and take care, everyone. Bye. 